Listen, I'm easy to find, and listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. What's going on, YouTube? It's Nathan back with another of your presentation. Hope you are all well. Hope you're all staying safe. Happy here's to the weekend. Uh, hope everyone's doing something fun and productive and doing something for themselves. Uh, before we get into the video, there is a few things I need to say up front, as I already said. Welcome. Uh, I do apologize if I turn on my lighting. So I apologize if you can't see, can't see me. Um, <clears throat> This is episode, we're at episode nine, I believe. Yes, uh, this episode, we're just going to focus on tomorrow starts the conference uh, semifinals. Uh, we went from the Elite Eight to now the uh, terrific, the, the, the terrific six. Um, so we're going to break down, we're going to break down those six, these, uh, these three, these six teams in the series. I'm going to give my, I'm sorry, four, the Elite Eight. I'm sorry, not six, the Elite Eight. Excuse me. So we're gonna break down these these eight matchups. Uh, I'm gonna go get my prediction who I think will win the series. Um, I have not really decided. I'll see what happens after tomorrow, um, but I probably will do it like I did last uh, a while ago, where I was breaking it down game by game. I will do that as best I can. But I'm just gonna give a preview, and then I may just do it the same thing we did in the first round at the end of each series, um, and just take it from there. Uh, the other two episodes, we've got the NFL for round for round one draft grades. I'll do that after this video. That's episode 10. And then episode 11, that will be uh, the, my preseason ranking for the WNBA for this upcoming 2022 season. And then Monday... We're really going to dive into the uh, the Ravens and the Washington Commanders of uh, their draft and overall draft grade for both teams. Break down each play, each guy that was each draft pick, and uh, it was a good draft really for both teams in my opinion. Um, so you'll see that Monday, um, and then got to get a Wizards um, offseason focus in there. And also, too, we open up against the Indiana Fever, so definitely want to break that down and uh, take it from there. But if you're enjoying the content that you're seeing, want to see more, consider hitting that like button, consider hitting the subscribe button. Again, I appreciate the support that you're giving me and this channel. Um, 
but let's get into it. So uh, tomorrow starts the conference semifinals. A lot of rest. A lot of rest. I'll be. I was quite surprised. Um, some teams have the unfortunate pleasure of not getting that rest, and that is okay. Um, the first round did not disappoint. I mean, there was a couple teams uh, that did disappoint. Minnesota was disappointed. Brooklyn, um, they're disappointed in different things like that. But uh, I think this is going to be a good round. You're going to, I'm, I'm going to predict, I'm going to predict one upset. And I'm going to predict. One sweep. So I'm going to start in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we got the Miami Heat, who beat uh, the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. I'll start with the Sixers and the Miami Heat. Uh, this should be an interesting game, an interesting series. Uh, a couple things taken into consideration. Joel Embiid got hurt. Uh, surgery is unlikely for him. Now, this is where um, I have some questions. I'll start with the Miami Heat. Okay. They signed Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker to not at not to get it to, to really to be an answer to the missing to be the missing piece to the puzzle for them. Um, they've played more games than Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I had to look. I had to look at that stat. I couldn't believe that. Um, they were still they're still number one seed. You know, you got Tyler Hero there, Duncan Robinson, um, and then you got uh, Caleb Martin, uh, Max Strauss, even Victor Oladipo, uh, who's who's coming around as of late, you know, with all the injuries that he's had. Uh, I, I think the the way that Miami, the, this Miami Heat team, they have a, a, a strong offense and a defense that's tough, that it, it, it completely – took the wings from the Atlanta Hawks. Um, you didn't even have Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry in game five. Now, the, the biggest issue for me going into this series is those guys, can, they, can all of them stay healthy? I think that's the key. They're looking at <clears throat> Philadelphia. Okay. I, I think this this this... They got this year, next year. You have Joel Embiid, who, in my in my opinion, I think is going to be MVP. Then you traded a disgruntled Ben Simmons. Where, if you look at a hindsight twenty twenty, I think it was a good move. There, the, but day by day, as it goes by, the trade it makes look it makes the Sixers and Daryl Daryl Morey and the Sixers look better. You got. Even though you got you gave away Seth Curry, Andre Drummond to Brooklyn along with Ben, you got two first and two first round picks. Can't forget about that for James Harden. This is where I'm 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 looking for James Harden to be that guy, the same guy that showed flashes when he was in Houston. Uh, even last year in Brooklyn. He hasn't been consistent, 
actually, you could really say he's kind of had a, a disappointing year. Uh, even though he'll still put up great numbers, he did just he he did just enough to help the Sixers beat Toronto. Now, I do think Embiid's injury is going to hurt them from this from this standpoint because he was already playing. I know he was playing through a, a, a ligament, a torn ligament in his thumb. Okay, and then already he got the uh, is an orbital bone fracture. He got it with like four minutes to go. Now, this is your backups. DeAndre Jordan, Paul Millsat, and Paul Reed. So they had the unfortunate pleasure. Now they've got to figure out how to double, how to play the defend against Bam Adebayo and make him make him be aggressive. And this also this is what they brought James Harden in, in, in here for. His, he, he, he has the ability to put a team on his back. I mean, but that's the question. Can he put this Sixers team on his back? Can he lead them? Can he take them into the next round is, is, the, is the question. Tyree, uh, Tyrese Maxey, he's who, who has been developing really well as a third option. Now you're going to give him more opportunities to – more scoring opportunities, and you're going to now. It's going to be really those two, because it really, it should be it, it, the play should just be for Embiid and Harden. But now that Embiid's not there, now you're going to look to Embiid Maxi as the second option. Okay. Then I think also too, you know, looking at looking at this series, I I, I do think that health. For Miami's the key, um, and they, I do think they have the, they do have the. I mean, they have the experience. They have guys that have been in the playoffs, that have, 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 play, have been in the playoffs. Now, it's how do you keep your starting five healthy, and who, and come clutch time. Are these the guys you could depend on really on the offensive side of the defensive side of the ball? Who who's gonna step up the most? I think that's one key. The other key, that's I mean, that's the second key, excuse me. And then you look at Philadelphia, I mean, let's keep it real. Ever since they traded for James Harden, the 76ers really haven't played a what really haven't they've been probably up and down. Okay. Uh I think they when they played against Miami, I think it was. And um, they did something where they took out DeAndre Jordan and put in Paul Millsack. And to me, because Paul Millsack, he can shoot, and he, down the stretch, he is a reliable um, offensive weapon. Now, most likely, your 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 starting five, Harden, Maxi, uh, Tobias Harris. Um, and then Paul Millsack, and then maybe uh, Fievel. That's probably and, uh, Danny Green. Excuse me. That's probably that's pretty much when you're starting five: Harden, Maxi, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, and then Millsack. That's pretty much pretty much when you're starting five. Now, I think I want to see one or two things. The matchups are this. The, the matchups are going to be interesting. 
because I want to see if Kyle Lowry, if healthy, he can definitely, on the perimeter, he could definitely lock up Harden. Jimmy Butler. If if James James Harden offensively, if he smells blood in the water, he's gonna he's gonna take advantage of any mismatches. You just, but keep in mind you got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. They're not good defenders, so really James Harden, he's got to really play great this whole series and take advantage of those mismatches. Those matchups, and then on the, on the on the Sixers side, Philadelphia, without again without Joel Embiid, you got to figure out how to contain Bam Adebayo because you know he's at the rim, he's a, a a solid rim protector, and James Harden likes to take it to the hole. That's going to be that's going to be interesting. Now, I I I I'm going to say this: the Miami Heat will beat the Philadelphia 76ers in seven games. Guaranteed. I I just I, I don't I don't think it's enough. I can't see my, the Miami Heat the, the Philadelphia 76ers uh, doing it. I can't see it. Let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics they're definitely feeling themselves after sweeping Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So they have every right to be um, happy about this. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, on the other hand, uh, actually back up. Let me start with the Celtics. In fact, let, me, let me finish with the Celtics. They had probably the best second half of the season. Okay. Their deep, really, last at the start of this year, their defense has gotten better. You got to give uh, a cut. You got to give a shout out to Amy, Coach um, Udoka. You got to give him, got to give him some love. Jason Tatum has played, has been playing well, and just his game on both side, on both sides of the ball. I, I just love his versatility. Now, all that you saw against Brooklyn. And how they kept <laughs> the red Kyrie Irving, no answers for them. Now, unfortunately, Brooklyn did not have. Let's just be. I'm. I'm just playing devil's advocate. They did not have the greatest supporting cast. They didn't. I mean, didn't have Joe Harris. Uh, Claxton was not good. Especially at the free throw line. When he, they needed others to step up, couldn't find them. Now. Um. Now their starting lineup is going to look, look look a little different now. Now that you got Robert Williams back, I think he had him in, uh, he injured his meniscus, so yeah, that's going to be an, uh, something on, on defense you got to pay attention to. So yeah, now your lineup is going to be Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, and then Williams. Um, I think you only lost one game together. And that was bad. I can't remember when it was. But I know they lost one. That's that starting lineup has lost just one game. And then I look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Now, <clears throat> towards the, the end of the year, 
you know, they took their foot off the gas, which is okay. Um, they didn't want to face Brooklyn, which was fine. Um, I like the emergence of Grayson Allen, Brooke Lopez. Uh, you can see, I, I've noticed that they're, they're taking a better approach with him. I know he's been dealing with a back injury. And they they took care of business with Chicago. Um, even though DeMar DeRozan dropped 41 points on them. Other than that, the Bulls had no answers. I mean, the others, when it came, when it came down to it, you couldn't find those guys. That was that was the that was the big that was a big that was another issue. Now, um, Giannis and that series against Chicago, he averaged 29, 29 points a game, almost shooting 60%. Uh, drawing double teams, to open shots for his teammates, who were shooting like almost 40% from three. Now, Chris Middleton, who's dealing with an MCL injury, an MCL sprain, I believe they're going to keep him, they're going to keep him off of precautionary rounds with this round. So, and we don't, and we don't know about what George Hill, because I know he's dealing with some, he's dealing with a back injury. I think it's abdominal or something like that. So that's another issue. And then also too, like, hey, you Serge Ibaka, uh, he really did not get a lot of opportunities in this series, the previous series against Chicago. I mean, listen, every series isn't for everybody. And there's and just it wasn't a serious first surge, and that is okay. Then you gotta look at you gotta look at it this way. A healthy lineup with Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. I think when they played Boston, they didn't play that game. Now, keep if you keep in mind, uh Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder. And Romeo Langford, I believe, uh, I think they were playing the most minutes, I want to say. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't remember. But, like, that lineup, I, I said it earlier, that's going to be a lineup that I want to see how they're going to match up against. Most likely, Drew Holiday, Giannis. Okay. Those two most likely going to be your when it comes when it gets down to the when it gets down to the bottom when it gets to the uh, close when it gets to the closing time, Giannis and, and Drew are going to be out there. Now, you got Brooke Lopez, Pat Connington, so you're probably going to have Grayson Allen out there. Um, you don't have PJ Tucker, uh, but you can't have you have Bobby Points, but you can't have him and Brooke Lopez out there together. Because I think their length, they're going to have they can't they're going to have a hard time really really stopping Boston's ball movement. That's going to be another issue. So you could go with Grayson Allen. I think Wesley Wesley Matthews. That's another option. So I, Mike Budenholzer is going to have to make some he's going to make some serious adjustments. We got Mike Budenholzer last year about it. He's going to have to make the adjustments. Uh, to, to this lineup and to, and to this series. Um, I think the key is to contain Giannis and make those other guys um, earn their points. You've got the defensive player of the year, the Marcus Smart, 
Um, and nothing, they're going to make Giannis earn those buckets. They're going to make they're going to make him work hard for it. Now, their Boston's defense. They're going to again, like I said, they're going to make they're going to make Giannis be a passer, and I think that's the key. If you can make him be a passer and get the other guys to shoot, and if you shut him down. It's it's a it's a long it's a long to be a long series for for Milwaukee. Now, Jason Tatum, he 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 was the one he was guarding Kevin Durant, and I'm curious to see what that matchup is going to look like. Now, I'm pretty sure they're going to throw every defender on Giannis. I know they're going to do that. Jalen Brown probably would be one, and Marcus Smart would be another. So I'm really curious to see what that'll look like, but. If they can contain Giannis, the Boston Celtics can win this series. But I'm going to say the I'm going to say the defending champions will win in six. Guaranteed. Let's move on to the Western Conference. Uh, the Phoenix Suns beat the New Orleans Pelicans in six, and the Dallas Mavericks beat the Utah Jazz in six. So we're going to start with this game, this series, excuse me, this series. Um, couple, couple things I want to make note here. Um, I like Luka Doncic. I've been a fan of his. I am happy that the narrative was killed. He can't get off the first round of the playoffs, which to me was pretty good. Um, now, the Phoenix Suns, I, I still think they're on a mission to get back to the finals. Uh, Monty Williams to me, who deserves to be coach of the year. Um, I mean, you can't say anything about their roster, it's practically the most perfect roster I've ever seen in, in the NBA so far. Now, I, I, I just think Chris Paul and what he's done for these young guys has just been, it's just been amazing. I, I, to make 14 shots. To close out the Pelicans, uh, without Devin Booker, uh, is it, it, just astonishing. Again, this this is the, the leader that he is, and just one of the best point guards in the game. Uh, then you got Mikel Bridges, who uh, was a Defensive Player of the Year finalist, and then uh, DeAndre Ayton. Like they have it all now. Obviously, Devin Booker got hurt. I think it was like what twenty five minutes into game two. I remember um, he did come back for game six, but he didn't do much. I mean, he did make a, he did shoot a clutch three to send New Orleans home, but that's okay. Um, Dallas, Luca has been has been the focal point of that offense. You got to give Jason Kidd some love. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks—they are a top. Top ten defensive team: um, Dorian Finney, uh, Finney and Smith, Reggie Bullock, uh, Maxi Kluber. Then they got it went out and got Denwitty and uh, David uh, uh, Bertans. Like they've done a lot. Um, even though I think getting Spencer Denwitty, it kind of takes some of the um, takes some hand, takes some of the pressure off Luca offensively. Like you got. Guys that know their role, 
to go around him, which I think is the key. Now, when you look at Dallas, Dinwiddie and, and Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson, they are your number two, number three playmaking uh, players. And then you've got, I think besides the white pal, everybody can shoot the three. They can space the floor out. So that's going to be key. How's Phoenix make that adjustment? And then number two, Dallas, you know, how can they keep, can the others around Luka be consistent and just continue to make the smart basketball plays that they're making? Because that's top 10 defense. It's going to be something really interesting. So I'm kind of going to see how this defense is going to look against that, that Phoenix Suns offense. Okay. Now, um, I thought this series last year, last series was over when Luka went down with his injury. And then Jalen Brunson <laughs> took over. And the Utah's perimeter defense, which was complete, complete trash. Let, let's just, let's call it, let's call it what it is. So when are we going to say something about it? I'm just, you know what? I'm going to walk away. I'll be right back because I'm scared I'm going to say something that might get me in trouble because I'm pissed. I'm pissed. All right. And then also, too, like, I, 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 I the Jazz should, should, the Jazz should be in the second round, but because of, Quinn Snyder and that coaching staff failing to make the adjustments was a wrap. Now, coming into this, obviously Phoenix is the better team because I think they swept Dallas 3-0, if I remember that correctly. And then, like, we all know it's with Phoenix, their lineup's going to be CP3, uh, Devin Booker, Aiden, Bridges, and Jay Crowder, Okay. Fun fact, when they – I looked at this stat. When they close games, they outscore their opponents, I think it's by like around less than – around 75 points, I want to say. And also, too, I think down the stretch, that's the key. Now, with Dallas, their small ball lineups are what help them beat the Jazz. Uh, they had Luca, Brunson, Benny and Smith, Dinwiddie, and uh, Reggie Bullock. Uh, that was at, that's actually interesting. Now, the difference between in this series, Rudy Gobert is not a shooter. DeAndre Ayton is a shooter, so it's going to be interesting to see how Dallas will take advantage of that. Will they put a big on him? Or will they let him just let him shoot the ball? That's going to be interesting. Now, I kind of want to see with Phoenix, on the defensive side for Phoenix how they're going to contain Luca, which means they're probably going to put Mikel Bridges on him more than likely, which I think is going to happen. I mean, he did D up Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, but we'll see. Um, you take away Luca, the Maverick, but hey, if you take away Luca, you still got Dinwiddie. Jalen Brunson and uh, Phineas Smith, he, 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 
he's going to he he's going to get his those guys if they take if he feels like they're taking him away he's going to get those guys their shots and to the point where you're going to have to start making some defensive adjustments now with I, I I'll be honest I say the Phoenix Suns. They'll win in six games. And then the last matchup for the semi-conference semifinals is those Golden State Warriors versus those Grizzlies. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies have the unfortunate pleasure of having the least amount of rest because they got to play uh, Golden State, who's been waiting for them. Uh, Grizzlies, they're quite one of my favorite teams to watch. John Morant's a star. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Like most improved player, um, even though some some people make an argument Desmond Bean should have gotten it. And I love the fact that um, he actually gave him his that the most improved trophy to Desmond. That's 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 a real teammate. That's respect. Shout out to John Morant, um, Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Stephen Adams. They got a whole. They got a. Memphis has a good solid roster again of guys that know their role and that they, they, they just they're just a very very young and energetic team and then you got taylor jenkins who i think all should be considered coach of the year um that memphis team defensively and i've seen them when we played with washington when we i've seen them play us um the, i i think that that, that, that matchup with them in Minnesota, what you saw was a Minnesota team that, yes, they worked their asses off to get where they're, where they're at, but they've got some serious self-reflecting to do. And when it counted, everybody from Memphis stepped up. Like, in game five, John Morant took over. That's what stars do. And... Memphis, they, they they have it all. Now, the Golden State Warriors, I consider the, the elite guard of the of the NBA, if that makes sense. Um, we hadn't seen Klay Thompson in almost two years. You know, you had Draymond Green. He also had injury. Steph Curry as well. They were carried by Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Gary Payton the second, and then Jonathan Jonathan Kaminga, who really hasn't played in this playoff series. If you paid attention, ladies and gentlemen, against Denver, they had numerous small ball lineups against Denver, against a Denver team that didn't have Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray. Let's let's just keep that. Let's just be honest with that. Now. They didn't have uh, Memphis when they played to Minnesota. They had Steve Adams on Carl Anthony Towns, which was not the which I can understand at first, but it wasn't a legit good matchup. Let me just say that. And this may this might be a series where it's not for Steven Adams because Golden State's probably going to go small. So most likely, 
You're going to have to put Ja out. You're going to have Ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson. You're probably – oh, um, I'm trying to think of the other kid. I can't think of his name. I see his face. I'm going to look him up. His name is it stands escaping me. I cannot think of his name. My mind's drawing a blank. Tyus Jones. They could put him out there. Or Kyle Anderson. That's another that that's another option. They could put him out there and against to combat Golden State small ball. Um then you have Brandon Clark as well. Now it's starting to come. Now it's starting, now it's starting to come to me. Okay. Um, so, I mean, those are your, your three options you could put in place of Stephen Adams. Uh, but Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, that lineup is disgusting. And then you got – Otto Porter Jr., former Wizard. Andre Iguodala, they're coming off the bench because they provide. They got more size and they and they're and they're good defenders. So, I, I really do think that you're going to see Gary Payton on John Morant. In my opinion, that's what I think you're going to see. And then uh, Dylan Brooks. I could see him on Steph Curry. That'll be a good matchup for sure. But I, I do think that with Golden State, I think you're going to have to provide some. I mean, you're going to, you're going to take advantage of your size and defense if it starts getting out of hand. At Memphis, are you going to make the adjustments? to the small ball lineup against Golden State, which I believe they will. So I'm going to say Golden State in six. Guaranteed. Y'all let me know y'all thoughts in the comments below. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, be tuned in for future episodes, as I stated. The next episode will be the NFL first round grades. Uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, my focus has been on these playoff games, and there's been great basketball that I'll be watching. Uh, I've heard and I've watched every all these videos on YouTube, uh, giving their opinions of certain teams and hearing certain things about, uh, once again, people reading in between the lines, but we'll talk about all that. But uh, I did want to close out with this. Um, this is not a direct, this is not a shot at him, but um, I really quick wanted to just talk about what Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving had said on Twitter, uh, talking pretty much saying that as people like himself and others the media is always putting dirt on his name and other names um, for all the wrong reasons. And I, I just think that 
the energy that I've seen from KD and Kyrie is, is not the energy I would think. You just got swept by the Brooklyn Nets. Again, we're talking strictly basketball. We have right, we have the right to criticize your game. Unlike others who have taken shots about Kyrie not getting vaccinated and all that stuff, we're talking strictly on the basketball court. You guys did not have a great series against Boston. Your your attitude should be, you know what? I have to get better. It's not when somebody says something about, man, you had four bad games. Like, y'all supposed to be this team that's going to win the championship. And then you get in your feelings when you're called out about it. That just tells me that these guys are sensitive. It's okay to criticize, ladies and gentlemen. We, as pundits in the sports media, that you have rights to criticize. It's okay. That you do have those in the media that, again, as I stated, like to control and spin the narrative. And what I saw, what I, I felt like Kyrie was taking away was trying to take away the attention of, I just lost, I just got swept, and I don't really want to talk about it. But we, again, have the right to criticize. That is okay. Because what are we supposed to do? We're just supposed to, we're just supposed to say nice things. See, that's what I'm talking about. These guys, when we, when we give them praise, there is no, hey, thanks for the kind words. We criticize them. You see stuff like that on, on Twitter. You see what Kevin Durant did with putting Charles Barkley, uh, his pictures when he was in Philadelphia, Phoenix, and in and, and Houston. Those kind of things. It's just accepting, look, we're giving you answers to the test. We're saying, hey, you had a bad series. You have, and you just have to get better, plain and simple. We're not talking about stuff off the court. Uh, that, that's what that's what people other people do. That's not what I do or others. We should talk about basketball and we keep it in between those lines. And we have every right to criticize. Don't like it? You can't take the heat? Get out the kitchen. Because guess what? That's what stars are for. This is what bus driver means. When you're the bus driver, you get all the praise, you get all the criticism. If you don't like it, tough. This is that that's the way it works. Plain and simple. But uh, y'all let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Um, until then, again, like, comment, subscribe. I'm out. Y'all have a good weekend. I will see y'all in a little bit. Peace out. Oh, sorry about that. Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.